Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I have an interview about transformational leadership with Carrie Oberbrunner. And uh, I know Carrie through Strategic Coach, haven't met personally, but seen a lot of the work he's actually done with Dan Sullivan and Strategic Coach. He's been an instrumental part of their um, pub- publications of books and different things like that. He's, he's definitely uh, collaborating with Strategic Coach quite a bit. And so uh, I had posted in the strategic coach member group about wanting to interview someone on leadership because it's something that I'm doubling down on for myself. I knew over the years it's been some somewhat of a, a weak link and I wanted to improve that not only for myself, for my patients, for my team, for my family. And so I'm doing a lot to dive into the leadership. And I know a lot of times it's a catch-all term, but we really try to distill it down in this episode. And, and Carrie does a great job of discussing different um, aspects of leadership, what it is, what it isn't, how you can improve on it. I, I We both believe it's a learned skill. Yeah, there, there's definitely some people that are born with a little more knack for leadership, but it is a learned skill that you can improve. And really all phases of your life will benefit with that. And so I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode with Carrie. I know I did, and it's part of the process that I've started to um, kind of plan out for myself over this next year is to really improve my overall leadership skills in, in, in a vast array of uh, aspects. And, you know, and one of the things I talk about in this episode, I, I mentioned it briefly, is that you may not look at yourself as a leader, but think about the leadership and guidance you provide your patients every day. And so if you can do that, you can do it with your team and with your family and, and with yourself. And so I'm going to challenge you with that. And I think this is a great episode to start the process and start looking introspectively of where maybe you can improve in leadership aspects. Okay. Uh, before we do dive into that, this episode is being released a couple days before our big CSA Money Matters virtual summit. Uh, getting a leadership hold of your finances is a big part of that as well. And that's something that I've done. I, I recently sent out an email this week regarding what I've done. And we put together a great um, outline of presenters on all things finances. This is everything from, you know, debt to marketing, ROI to financial planning, student loan planning, um, profit first. I mean, you name it, we really dove into um, a lot of different aspects of finances. We've got 18 presentations for you over the weekend, uh, November 20th and 21st. The good news is if you can't watch all of them this weekend, you can upgrade for a very reasonable $49 for lifetime access and all of the bonuses. And you can register at bit.ly forward slash CSA Money Matters. And you can register for free and then you can upgrade if you uh, choose to or you can watch all of them live this weekend. But this is going to really be a great course of finances for you and probably start getting the juices flowing in this whole realm of things. And, and I do promise you this is not a summit on trying to convince your patients to buy 
huge, lengthy, expensive treatment plans that they don't need. Uh, this is about being a doctor first, but understanding that you can also thrive financially and having you know, some financial wherewithal is the beginning of that and starting to learn where some of your shortcomings may be and to start tackling that over the next couple of years. All right. So check that out and register at bit.ly forward slash CSA money matters. All right. Welcome to the show, Carrie. I really appreciate your time. You know, it was um, uh, some self-serving uh, request that I had. I'm really trying to dive into the leadership aspect of things. And so the strategic coach Facebook group of members of strategic, which was the first place I kind of thought uh, to, to ask and, and you raised your hand. And so I wanted to thank you for that. And before we dive into all things uh, leadership, introduce yourself you know, professionally sure. and personally, and we'll go from there. Awesome. So yeah, I love leadership. Absolutely. I, I actually did a doctorate in transformational leadership, but really from the nonprofit world, um, I grew up as a uh, aspiring writer and became a pastor uh, in the footsteps of my father. But after doing that for about 12 years, and they say leading a nonprofit uh, army is the toughest because they're not motivated by cash. So we can get into that. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to go off and do a do my books. And so I mm -hmm. turned my books into 18 streams of income. Some people started to take notice and say, how in the world are you doing that? I thought books were business cards. How are you turning them into businesses? Mm -hmm. And then that really launched my publishing company. And now today we actually help people, including Dan Sullivan, mm -hmm. take those books and get them all around the world. Yeah, I, I've uh, recognized your name quite a bit through social media, not just through the Facebook group of, mm. of Strategic Coach, but other things where you've done a lot in the publishing world and, and obviously helping out Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach. There's a there's a Dan Sullivan, a, a chiropractor that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> so yeah. I always, sometimes I clarify that for the audience, but uh, you've done a lot with him. And obviously Dan's written a lot of books and, and you've been yes. very uh, helpful. For Talk about that relationship a little bit and how you've helped him with that. Sure. And by the way, remind me of our superstar chiropractic author that, that uh, I'll tell you about too. He's, he's done some really cool things. But yeah, yeah with, with Dan, I basically saw how he was using his mini books mm -hmm. as uh, he wanted them to be lead generation tools, yep. but he was only selling them in his strategic coach website mm -hmm. or his strategic coach physical brick and mortar offices. Yep. And of course, I was there the first workshop in November of 18. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, these books are meant to be touching the world mm -hmm. because we all know that Dan has a back end yeah. and that's really where authors can thrive today. Mm -hmm. Dan essentially has a strategic coach program where the lifetime value of the client is around $40,000. Mm -hmm. And so the more readers he has at the top of that funnel, mm -hmm. the more conversions he's going to have at the bottom of the funnel. So I told Dan, we can get your book into 40,000 channels around the world. And that includes Audible, it includes mm -hmm. uh, Canadian brick and mortar bookstores all, all over the place. And he, his eyes lit up and he said, well, write an impact filter. Mm -hmm. So I had to do that. 
then I got on a video with him. He was convinced, but then he said, now you got to write an impact filter for Babs, his wife. And so I went through a a lot of hurdles, but finally passed the test. And we really prepared Dan for his traditional book launch. Mm -hmm. We, we tripled his audience, uh, got him all kinds of traffic. And then when it came time to launch who not how he had this built-in audience in, in a much bigger way. You know, I want to touch on a, a couple things on that. The impact filter for my audience, it's mm. definitely a form of, of leadership. And I've actually a funny story about that too, was, um, they actually invited me to come. I do a lot with ergonomics. I used to do a lot more with it, wow. but they wanted me to come and do ergonomic assessments for both of their headquarters, obviously Chicago Sweet. and Toronto. Uh, but I had to do an impact filter first uh, to do it, which obviously was really good in gaining clarity. Um, but for the audience listening, um, it's it's just a tool where you really got to get clear on what the impact this this whatever is going to be, right? This project, right. this idea. He won't even take a meeting without an impact filter. And so I think it's a huge building block in yes. leadership, right? Can you can you just speak to oh, that? Oh yeah. Bit? Ooh, that's a great topic, Kevin. So one topic is that I'm sure your audience, because they're very, uh, very professional, they're very uh, successful. They probably get a lot of these chats via email conferences that say, "Hey, I'd love to pick your brain sometime." Mm-hmm. And we all are impressed by that after the second time, but then after the third, fourth, fifth, where most people don't want to take your advice. Most people just want a free consultation and then they move on unchanged. None of us want that. So what we've implemented in our company is when people say, Hey, Carrie, I'd love to pick your brain. If I don't know them, Mm -hmm. my assistant basically says, he'd love to consider that. Could you write an impact filter? And we actually send over an impact filter with instructions and people can Google that and they can find it online for free. Basically 90% of people don't even fill it out mm-hmm. because they don't, they don't want to uh, take that self-leadership. James Allen said, until thought is linked with purpose, there is no intelligent accomplishment. And so if we just have thoughts, but there's no purpose linked, we're really aimless. We're going on a joy ride. It's like going on a road trip without a destination. And it's not good for you. It's not good for the other person. So I would encourage people. Yeah, we found a ton of success. And the 10% who don't, who do fill out an impact filter, now you can look at it and often say, oh, wow, this is what they want. Am I the best one to actually help them? Mm-hmm. And it goes through another filter where if you're not, you refer them on. But if you are, then then the conversation is truly valuable. So I love what you said, Kevin. An impact filter really for us as leaders is self-leadership. Mm-hmm. The purpose of an impact filter is to sell yourself on the idea. And sometimes, Kevin, when I have a great idea, mm-hmm. because I'm a visionary, so I have a lot of them. If I look at an impact filter and I say, you know what? Ah, it's not worth the time. Well, that says something because a lot of times we just want to run with the idea, but we haven't put it through a filter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key distinction for leaders is that you're going to come up with a lot of these ideas. And and then what ends up happening, at least I've found, is when you throw out all these ideas and you talk about it and you have a meeting about it, but then you haven't really sold yourself on it and you don't follow Mm. through with that. 
the next time you actually present an idea, you really are behind your team's not going to be behind it because they're just going to be like, Oh, there's Kevin with another idea. That's not going to go anywhere. Uh, right. That is really good. Yeah. And that's what I found. And I've had to try to work on that myself, uh, big time. And, and so I do the impact filter. I, you know, I got to get better and have my team do it occasionally, but I've gotten better with myself and run it through there. Because like you said, if I don't even want to do spend the 20, 30 minutes to do it, then obviously yeah. it can't be that important. Absolutely. It's funny. Some of my clients are strategic coach clients and many times before they get on the call with me, they'll, they'll have done an impact filter on, I, I didn't even ask them to mm -hmm. just because they want to sell themselves on, Hey, I should write a book and here's why. Definitely. And I'll make sure that I have the link to a free download of that from strategic yeah. coach. It'll be from them. They, they do hand those out. Um, it's a, it's a great tool, but I think that's great. Um, and it's just from an overarching theme, right? It, it's, uh, really providing clarity on decision-making and then implementation of it. And that's what the impact photo is going to do. If, if the audience has some other way of doing it, just make sure you're, you're obviously handling that. Yes. Um, one thing I wanted to go back to earlier, you mentioned I really liked was non-cash motivation, right? Mm. Uh, we're in an interesting time where I guess they're calling it the great resignation and we're yes. seeing in, uh, inflation maybe. Um, we're seeing people wanting more pay for what they're doing. There's a lot of different things going on for sure. And so there's only so much money you can throw at things, right? Yes. Uh, and so talk to us a little bit about the non-cash motivation and how you found to make some transformations in people um, not based around money. Let's put that aside. Let's say, you know, you're paying fairly and, and all that. Yeah. Well, I think that a lot of studies show that people are motivated to a certain level mm -hmm. by money, but then once their needs are taken care of, that's not what gets them out, out of bed every day. You know, mm -hmm. ooh, I get to go in and make money today. Mm -hmm. It's really something more transcendent. And it could be the purpose behind it. Of course, we know Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning and how critical that was for people to survive yeah. through uh, the concentration camps. But I also think that we're motivated and driven by something. And we had our EOS coach, Entrepreneur Operating System. Yeah. It's, a great, um, it's a great conversation in leadership of your company. But one of the first steps they do is they say, develop your core values mm -hmm. and not just your core values that you hang on the wall and say, Hey, this is great. But core values really become uh, four things, how you hire, fire, reward, and recognize. So think about that. Yeah. If, you know, the listener should say, Oh my gosh, my core values should be so clear and so important that I literally would fire someone if they didn't match or i would literally hire someone or reward or recognize and so kevin we did that mm -hmm. i i would and, and by the way my my coach jill young says we all have core values just some of us know what they are and some <laughs> of us live by them so mm -hmm. everybody here has core values but they might not be written down they might not be stated your company might not have bought in mm -hmm. your team but ours are, uh, it spells GPS. Okay. And it stands for growth minded grit, positive optimism, 
show up filled up and servant leadership. And I just took my authors and clients through an exercise because we do think core values are this ethereal mystique and how do we come up with it? But here's what we often say. Think of your ideal clients. Think of of four or five ideal clients. And I'd, I'd encourage listeners to do that right now. And we probably all have like, oh my gosh, it's Jane. And why? Because she shows up on time. Mm-hmm. She's low maintenance. Um, she always compliments, you know, like you would start listing character traits mm-hmm. and then you go on to the second client and you list character traits. You go to the third, you list care. You do this for five people on a piece of paper. And all of a sudden you start looking and saying, oh my gosh, there's themes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's themes here. And you know what? You don't get you, you don't get what you want. You get who you are. Yep. So that's a great leadership concept, probably from John Maxwell. But we don't get what we want. We get who we are. So if you're producing in your clients XYZ characteristic mm-hmm. and there's themes, it's probably because it's a reflection of, of you, your culture. Mm-hmm. And so you never want your core values to be aspirational, like, ooh, generosity, but I'm not generous at all. That's not going to work as a core value. So, so these are things that, that often are great. And then the other thing you can do is say, what are the things I hate about the really bad clients? And you might say they never keep their word or they're always complaining. And these become the negative and then you look at those and say, huh, what, if I flipped them, what would be the positive? Mm-hmm. These are little tips in leading your team through developing your core values. Yeah. You know, there's a, a lot of chiropractors complain, and doctors in general complain about their, their patient base. And um, I do believe you can cultivate your patient base in the, in the mm-hmm. way you want. Now it's not going to be a hundred percent, but if, sure. you know, 80, 85% of your patients are the type that you like, you're not going to notice the 10 or 15% as much, right? Yeah. When it's flipped or if it's, you get a certain threshold where you've got too many bad apples in there, it wears on you. But like you said, a lot of times it's a reflection of what your team culture is. And then if your team culture is bad, it's a reflection upon you. And that's ultimately taking that, I guess, that radical, um, uh, acceptance of what your leadership is at that yes. point. And that's something I've tried to work on and say, you know what? I used to have this really bad hiring skill set, like just horrendous. You know, I talk oh, about yeah. it all the time. And ultimately, it took my wife, who uh, has a background in uh, HR through SACS, and not that she was HR, but she had to do a lot of hiring and stuff. And so she kind of revamped it. And so then we've been really uh, good and we've got a great team and we've been focusing on that. But it was just a reflect, like the, the hiring that I was doing was a reflection on a, a lack of a skill set I had. And yes. Um, and it's the same thing with the patients. It's it's like, for instance, um, here's one that's always ironic, right? Uh, what do you think about when you have to go to the doctor's office and you go in like, uh, as far as the the schedule is going to be, you feel, do you feel like you're going to be seen on time? I'll tell you what, the stereotype is you're not. Yeah. You're going to wait around a lot. 
Yeah. Like an hour or two, obviously with, well, I should say obviously, but with chiropractic is usually not as bad, but I always kind of laugh when doctors will complain when patients are late and yet mm. every, almost every patient they're 15, 30 minutes behind. It's like, well, you're kind of setting that tone yes. already, you know? And I know there can be some issues. There can sure. be things that pop up, but if the patient comes into your office 10 times and eight out of the 10, they were seen on time. And the other two was like a little bit, sure. they forget about those one or two. They're like, Oh, okay. You know, something happened. Uh, so it's just one of those things. You got to start looking at those things about your patients. You're not liking on a grand scale and say, where is that happening in my team? And maybe that's a reflection point on that. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel mcm that is bit.ly bit.ly propel mcm modern chiropractic marketing right and so check out that link and we're going to have you go over five seo secrets to owning the first page of google uh, without buying ads and darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. That's so true. And I like what you're saying about your skill set not being HR, neither is mine. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that you're passionate about, I am too is this who not how concept of leadership. Meaning as leaders, we so often think we have to be the ones to do everything. Yeah. And that gets into other issues like, hmm, do I have a perfectionist tendency or do I have lack of trust tendencies? Leadership, I'll tell you why. You and I were chatting before we started about how some of chiropractors are really all people just say it's easier to go alone. Mm -hmm. Like forget the team. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it is easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, you can go a lot faster when everyone is uh, either out of the picture mm -hmm. or yes, men, yes, women. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, you really start delving into this synergistic uh, component of compounding yeah. when you basically can say, okay, just because we thought of something to do, I'm not going to be the who. Mm -hmm. Just because we, we got the next idea, I don't have to do it all. But mm -hmm. where is the how or who is the uh, who, you know, who's, who's supposed to do it rather than how am I going to do it? Yep. And I have something on my uh, desktop. I'm going to look at it, Kevin, but it's, yeah. it's from Dan Sullivan. And basically mm -hmm. it says three people are needed mm -hmm. in any business. The make it up person, mm -hmm. the make it real person, and the make it recur person. And I'll tell you what, there's probably a lot of people like me here who say, oh, I try to do all three. 
Mm-hmm. So I try to make it up and make it real and make it recur. And, and how's that working? <laughs> yes. So, so I've, I've literally had to say, you know, what is my skill set? Let's make it up. And then I need to surround myself with the other two. Yeah. You know, we actually just had a, a whole, uh, I didn't think of it that way, but now that you just mentioned those three things, uh, we've launched this app. Um, through a company, Kaizenovate. And it's really great. It's uh, working a lot with healthcare providers. And so now our practice has its own app and it's branded and everything. And so I did a lot of the due diligence and I talked with Jay Greenstein who developed it and his team. And and then I got my team involved and we did group team. And then Dr. Gavea took the lead on kind of making it happen. So mm. that was kind of, um, you broke really, it into sections. Yeah. And then like, he's really took the lead on making it happen. And then it really had to get handed off to Kayla at our front to make it mm. recur because, um, without her and her communication with the patients actually scanning in now, um, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't recur. And, yes. and so, and we, we had tried launching it before, but I, I didn't do it the right way in that, in that process you just mentioned. And then, um, we kind of took a step back. We had a little bit of change at the front. We really got all the right people in place. And we said, we, we are going to make this going back to EOS stuff. We're like, we're going to make this the quarterly rock and we're not going to rush it. We're not going to like, just throw it out there. We're going to do this the right way. And we did it and we've launched it this week. And then it's, I'm seeing it recur each day, which is, which is really nice. And so it was kind of a cool pass the baton down each yes. time to someone else that could take the next step with it. And it's working out for us. I love that pra- practical illustration. It's true in sports, uh, doctor's office, you name it. Yeah. And I would say, you know, one of my flaws in the past was, uh, and this is a, this is definitely something that we deal with in our profession is we, we have to talk to patients mm. so much, right? Like we may talk to 30, 40 people in a day for wow. eight, 10 minutes. It's like, it's a, it's a lot of talking. And so then it's, it can be struggle when you have a 10 minute break or it's between shifts, lunch break to have another meeting to sit there and talk. And so I used to I'd kind of come back into my, you know, cubby hole back here and, and, and just like tune everybody out and do some patient notes or, or whatever sure. and not communicate on things. And so I've, I've recognized that about me. So we've done a good job of scheduling um, meetings very consistently so that we're not doing the drive-by delegations and we're not just yes. um, kind of like, I have this tendency to walk by the front desk on the way to my office and like mumble a few things to do something. And like, people are like, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to get better at those things and, 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 uh, self, um, reflect on some of the, the shortcomings I had to, in, to improve that. And it's definitely mm. working and I'm seeing people, um, fulfill roles and, you know, take things to the next step that I didn't before. And, and so I good. think ultimately it was, you know, I think it was my responsibility for sure. All right. We got a new special from Cairo up specific for modern chiropractic marketing listeners, you were going to get 15% off your monthly subscription for your first year with ChiroUp. And with ChiroUp, you're going to have access to condition-specific patient reports with online and mobile access, 
best practices protocols for over 100 conditions with video tutorials, clinic dashboard with key practice stats and outcomes, and auto-generated MD initial and release summaries, plus much more. And uh, I think it's a great supplement to your overall content marketing strategy. And all you need to do is go check out them at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash MCM, and you can get 15% off for a full year. And if you do that and you email me, Kevin at moderndeskjockey.com, I will uh, throw in a 30-minute consult call with you uh, to go over how you can utilize some of this to supplement your content marketing to help grow your practice. So check that out at bit.ly, B-I-T slash up M-C-M, as in Modern Chiropractic Marketing. Check that out for 15% off your yearly subscription. I want to. I just want to dive back a little bit about your transition and, and uh, obviously you talked about transformational leadership and, and the yeah. church is something that is obviously um, well known for that. And it's a, uh, it's amazing always the communication. Um, and would you say, I'm sure there's a few things, but communication has to be the bedrock of leadership. Would you say mm. that? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so I just want to ask you a question based on that, because um, not everybody is naturally inclined with communication. So for the audience that is listening and saying, well, I'm just, I'm not going to be good at providing that type of leadership, this, that, and the other thing. What are some things they can start to really work on for themselves to, to try to get down that path? Obviously we're not going to solve it in a 30 minute podcast, but like what yeah. are some of the things they can do to really try to improve that? I think it's good to have guidelines around communication. So for example, we just had our annual meeting mm -hmm. and one of the top issues was how as a virtual company our communication needs to be improved and mm -hmm. let me give you examples people on multiple time zones yep. so what what is truly office hours and what is not office hours because when you're a virtual company and your clients are all over the world you could literally be working nonstop. Mm -hmm and trying to serve them. So clearly stated response times. Yeah. How, how do I expect you to respond? And everyone has different thoughts. Uh, another thing is mode of communication. Are we using text, phone, Slack, email? This is very important. We have a rule in our company where you do not respond to the team in email. And the reason why is because it's very hard to find. It's very hard to integrate with a to-do mm -hmm. and it's just not the best. So we, we say Slack is internal messaging. Basecamp is project management. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have these different rules essentially. Yep. Um, another thing would be that, uh, what about copying people? Some people say, oh, I'm just going to copy everyone so they know what's in the, they know what's coming. Other people say, why am I being copied on this? I can't stay up with everything. So it, it honestly comes down to almost like a marriage where there's, there might not be a right or wrong, yeah. but you need to communicate expectations. Mm -hmm. So I think that, uh, I actually think Strategic Coach has a form that they say, um, and it, anyone could do this, but it's mm -hmm. just, how do you prefer to be communicated with? I think it's in their document about virtual strategic assistance. I remember that. You remember that? 
Yep. But I just had a new strategic assistant on board and I said, listen, do you want me to do text, phone, voice memo? And I, and I probably asked her more times than she wanted to, especially in the first few weeks, is this bugging you? Because people just, they don't want to say, yeah, that's bugging me, but you stretch that out over years and all of a sudden, you know, so preferences are very important. Yeah, that's a big one. And I was listening to something I can't recall, but they were talking about the, there's like a fine line between what should be communicated, how, right? Like, mm. you know, you shouldn't text someone about something that really should be face to face, you know, Ooh, and you, good. and you kind of know, right? Like yeah. some things deserve a phone call. Right. Some things is, you know, like if, if you're calling up your parent to tell them something, you know, like exciting, like you're, you know, having a baby, like you don't want to text that to them, right? You know, you want to call right. or, or you want to actually be in person if, if, if it's you're possible. close. Right. Yeah. And so there's just some things you realize, you know, like, okay, Slack is good for this. Email is good for this. A meeting face to face one-on-one is good for this. A meeting as a team is good for this. This belongs in a weekly meeting. This belongs in a quarterly meeting. Right. And like yeah. really get clear on, on your communication because uh, context can, can be tough through, uh, especially, you know, text and, and uh, email and things like that. If it's, Oh man, right? There's an example of someone who's no longer with us where she basically, whatever, I'm the CEO. And I I, I tell people, look, share my blind spots. Come to me anytime. I I can take it. I want to grow. But what she did is she basically, you know, on a group email, group text or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, she, she basically, you know, called me out and, and I said, Hey, Mm-hmm. you know, that's not acceptable. Um, would you want me to do that to you? I think the golden rule is a great example where mm-hmm. before you do something, think, okay, what if someone was doing this to me? How yeah. would I want? And, and that, that solves a lot of it. Yeah, it absolutely does for sure. Um, and one of the things I wanted to go back to, we talked about providing leadership and we've yeah. also talked about uh, culture of a team. And, yes. and I think, one of the things that uh, is very challenging about being the leader of, of a team or of a, of a business is that you have to make difficult decisions sometimes. Yes. There's just no way around it, right? And I think it takes a, a high level of leadership to recognize that maybe one of your team members is not pulling their weight in this mm. culture, right? Like they're they're starting to erode the culture of the of the practice yes. and, then, and then it's eroding the culture of the patient care and, and that's something like, and it becomes this whole thing that infects like yeah. a virus. Right. Um, and so what would be your words of wisdom for someone? Because, you know, there's a lot of uh, chiropractors that are owning their practice and they're, they're only 28 years old or 30 years old or 32. They don't have a lot of years under their belt, but they're yeah. put, they're put into this leadership role. What would you say to them about, um, the, the confidence or the courage to make those hard decisions and how important it actually is, uh, to do that for your team, because how they will, cause you can go, in my opinion, you can go one of two ways with this. If, if you mm-hmm. let that person, that's a bad fit in that culture, just sit there in that yeah. business for a while it can really impact the rest of them to where you lose some team members yeah. and it can, they can lose faith in you as a leader versus if mm-hmm. you get rid of them, they will actually probably now 
look at you more as a leadership role, but can you, can you kind of explain how someone can start working on that courage to, to make those types of decisions? Yes. So I believe in basically pain (laughs) and doctors will understand this very well. Um, there's two types of pain. There's chronic pain and acute pain. Chronic pain is keeping the person around who's toxic. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hurt all the time. You kind of tolerate it. It's kind of in the background, but every once in a while you realize it's there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people say, ah, I'm just going to live with it. Acute pain is dealing with the person. Mm -hmm. It is going to hurt. It is intentional. It's focused. It's sharp, but you deal with the acute pain. Then you overcome the chronic pain. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage people and say, listen, uh, pain is inevitable. Misery is a choice. (laughs) So choose your pain. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a great book that uh, we were able to publish Mm -hmm with uh, Tom Ryan, the head coach wrestling uh, NCAA of uh, Ohio State wrestling coach. Mm -hmm. But he wrote a book called Chosen Suffering. And it literally says with the athletic uh, environment, Mm -hmm. athletes every day have to say, okay, do I want to do the pain of this workout or this rep or this exercise, or do I want the chronic pain of not winning? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that every doctor here needs to look in the mirror. I know I do. We, we recently had some transition and you called it the great resignation resignation. It's true, Mm -hmm. but it was painful to lose some of these people, but I'll tell you what, being one week, two weeks in, I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. it's so much lighter. You know, we're laughing again. People are, and that's, you said it. The, the leader will lose confidence and rapport mm-hmm. with the followers if they do not eliminate the rats. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not my own um, phrase, but here's what's interesting. Rats spelled backwards is star. <laughs> so, so you have these, uh, this is Jill Young. She has a great book where she breaks down employees into four different categories, puppies, mm-hmm rats, terrorists, you know, and stars, I think it is, but, but the, um, you can turn rats into stars mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. but I think you have to be clear. So I would say if there's a tough conversation to grow in courage, it's like, it's a muscle. Yeah. Start doing courageous things. And, and I'll tell you what, um, Kevin, this is where we get into leadership. Mm-hmm. I worked out this morning. That that was not something I wanted to do. Yeah, it was early, but I did it, and I'll tell you what gave me confidence. Mm-hmm. And so you've heard this phrase: the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. Start inviting courage into um, your life. Yeah. Courage to eat right. Courage to save right courage to exercise and all of a sudden you start building courage and courage in one area bleeds over into courage in another and and pretty soon you're having fierce conversations with with your team yeah i do think people think courage is a a set uh 
thing that they have in themselves at whatever age they are. And that's what it is. It's going to be, but it's like you said, a muscle and you can improve the courage and then it transcends other aspects of your life for sure. Absolutely. So. And let's face it. Courage requires fear. Oh, Meaning yeah. if, if we didn't fear it, it wouldn't need courage. So mm -hmm. I am someone, and I'm sure you are Kevin, cause I can, I can tell a lot about you, but I actually pursue things that make me afraid. Oh yeah. So little things, it could be little things, big things, challenges, um, whatever, you know, my friends are going to France to do cycling. And I, I quite frankly was scared to do it up until this year because those are mountains and yeah. it's tough. And finally I, I started training mm -hmm. and, and now you get courage by training and you're like, Ooh, I did that climb. I could do this. I could do this. It's, it's, it's the same thing with life, mm -hmm. uh, baby steps back to what about Bob movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but it does take that, that baby steps, you know, and I, I try to, I explained this to a couple of chiropractors before is that, uh, I feel like everybody has, um, shown courage in some aspect of their yes. life. And so I try to get them to reflect upon that and <clears throat> try to go back in time when they did it or we're in that phase where it was fearful and they, and they yes. had the courage to do it. And an easy one for most chiropractors, uh, is the fact that like, look, you made the huge step to go to chiropractic school where, you know, you were getting into another four years of school and like wow. 250,000 in debt. And you didn't know what was going to come of it, but you did whatever you did, had the courage to, to do that. So kind of reflect on that a little bit. And maybe That's that'll good. give them some, some insights on taking this next step on whatever the courage is needed for them right now. I love that. That's so um, good. Cool. Um, what are a couple of books that you would recommend uh, on, on this type of topic that uh, whether it's yours or someone that you've sure. helped uh, sure. to, to start getting them on the path of improving this overall leadership? Yeah. So I wrote a book called Unhackable. And the book is really about how today's culture, we are hardwired to lose focus. Mm -hmm. Smartphones, technology, you name it, everything is built to essentially steal your attention. And it's tough to be a leader when you're not in control of your attention. Mm -hmm. In fact, I tell people before we, before people pay for a product or service, they have to pay attention. And mm -hmm. so time is really a huge currency today. So I would encourage people to, to grab the book Unhackable. Perfect. I'll put that in the show it, notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then um, I got to give some love to my, um, one of my chiropractor clients who's crushing it. Oh, good. And, and it has nothing to do with, um, well, I'll tell you what, it does have something to do with courage because mm -hmm. the quick story is this gentleman has a great practice. Mm -hmm. I believe it's uh, Iowa. And he basically was trading time for time for dollars. Yeah. And like probably most chiropractors mm -hmm. can understand. Well, he had a patient who moved away and said, his name's Dr. Pat Luce, L-U-S-E. Okay. And said, uh, you know what? I can't, I can't see you anymore. I live four hours away. Mm -hmm. So he took courage even though I think he's in his sixties, don't quote me if I, if I offended him, but I think he's in his sixties, but he said in my sixties, I'm going to take my work and turn it into a book. 
and he turned it into a book. And now he's able to create passive impact. Mm. See, everyone, everyone talks about passive income. Yeah. What if you can create passive impact? Hmm. And then he took that book and turned it into a course mm -hmm. called the Seven Systems Plan. And then that course is now turning into certification. And so this is my wheelhouse, taking a book and turning it into 18 streams of income. Yeah. But, but I'm so happy for Dr. Pat because here he is a chiropractor who wants to reach more people. Mm -hmm. The time was the problem, but he had the courage to think bigger. And he, that's just one example of, um, that's cool. Yeah. yeah there's, you know, I, uh, I've talked to a few chiropractors that have written a book. A lot of them don't think they can, or there's not an audience for it. And obviously I think they're wrong. Um, and, uh, you just gotta take that step. Right. Yeah. Look at your angle, uh, leadership, but with chiropractic, mm -hmm. uh, it's fascinating. And, there's probably not a lot of other people in the industry who have that combination. So yeah, I mean, there could be, you know, exercise in chiropractic or yeah. stretching in chiropractic. So it, we really have um, the opportunity to create a niche. Yeah. And I want to, I want to leave our audience with this kind of thought was that um, one, you're probably providing a great deal of leadership already to your patients and their health. So you probably yes. already actually have a lot of that skill set. You just now need to do that with your team, right? Mm. So that, that's one. Two, if you're not doing a good job in providing leadership for your patients, that's a problem. And mm. so you really want to be working on that and getting better at it so that you can provide leadership for the patients and your team. And ultimately your practice will grow. And so uh, leadership isn't just limited, obviously, to yourself or to your team, but also patients and, and your community. And so I wanted to leave our, our audience with that. Um, before we say goodbye, how could they reach out to you? How could they find you? I know you're uh, in, in many places, but what are the best sure. for them to reach out? So my, my personal website is carryoverbrunner.com. And that's pretty much where my books and courses are. And then our company is ignitingsouls.com. And we are a one-stop shop publishing agency where uh, people can come and turn their messages into 18 streams of income. But Kevin, thank you so much for having me. I think this topic of leadership is so critical in a pandemic world. Yep. And your listeners are um, amazing. And if they like Kevin's podcast, I would say go do a review because uh -huh. I'm a podcaster and, and uh, we, we need reviews if you like our stuff. So we do. do, that, do thank you. Product. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, helping us out with this uh, very, very important information. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.